0: Quiet, please. You're listening to Birdies and Bogies, hosted by Jordan Bloxham and Weston Mon, bringing you golf's week in review, recapping your favorite tournaments with professional insight from their perspective. Now, quiet, please. Here's your hosts, Jordan and Weston. Justin. Jordan. What's going on?
1: Oh, just the usual.
0: The, uh, golf. The, yeah, golf. it was it was nice. Like golf was over on Sunday by noon. It was over by one o'clock on Saturday. Like that's nice
1: <laughs> It
0: is, <laughs> to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> I agree. I think that's fantastic.
0: And no matter what anybody said, um, I think it was it was a golf digest that called it a dud, really? yeah,
1: is it only not a dud when some big name <laughs> is it?
0: and it's like it's because there was no and there was a reason there was no drama, right? You had one player play exceptionally well, right and where oh. no one every people had chances to catch him they just didn't. <laughs> right, he, that. there was some of that, and when he got close, right, because I think in round three, John Rahm was within two of Brian Harmon yeah. at one point, and then Brian Harmon made a couple of birdies, right, and then made a couple of more, right, and then just didn't make any big mistakes. And this is where it's like, okay, you're going to have bogeys. Everybody was going to have bogeys during their rounds at some point. Brian Harmon's in the third and fourth round just happened to come in the first five holes both days. <laughs> so or the first, you know, four or five holes, because I think it was two in the first four on round three and two in the first five on in round four. But then he backed it up, ended up shooting under par both days and winning by you end up winning by seven six by yeah, six, six over three guys yes very like I said never got uncomfortable i didn't really think in yeah. the whole whole thing so
1: yeah no i i it was funny because i was kind of comparing that well not really a comparison i i, I watched tiger uh a reround. it was a replay of his last final round in 2006 when he won and it, it was interesting like no discredit to brian Harmon, he did exactly what he needed to do to win he played incredibly well
0: yep um, but Put it exceptionally well. <laughs>
1: exceptionally well but like i just I, I i sat back and i realized how good tiger really was when I watched that final round of his, mm-hmm. and like what he did and him shooting 18 under and yeah. like, it's just, it was ridiculous. Um, And I, I hope we get another tiger, Um, but we sometimes get spoiled and we expect other players to do the same thing. But right. We have to remember they're not tiger.
0: They're not tiger. And you wonder if it, Will ever happen right with the money that's out there and and this there's one detraction from money and it's you don't have to be you don't have to perform like tiger to get yeah to where tiger is and to be to be comfortable and yes and it's definitely right tiger's performance when he did it and he won I think this is the largest margin of victory in the open since Tiger. Yeah. Um, But he, the funny thing is, is he used Tiger Woods blueprint <laughs> for winning the open championship, which is avoid bunkers. And he only hit it in, I think three. Yeah. There may have been three until he hit the, he may have hit it in four or where he hit the one on in the bunker on 18. But, so he avoided bunkers, and I do not believe he had a three putt. Right, and those were the two main things that the Tiger said. He's like, avoid the bunkers and don't three putt, and that's that's your blueprint for not for winning, not winning, for winning the British Open.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's exactly what Brian Harmon did. Avoided bunkers and didn't three putt. I mean, he ended up. He missed one putt from five. And this is, this stat is mind boggling. He was oh, 59 yeah. for 60 from, I think it was five to 10 feet, which is, yeah. When you look at the the percentages <laughs> from those, right? 10 feet, it's under 50%. And for him to miss one from five to 10 feet all week is just that's, crazy.
1: That's the most impressive part. And I know we don't get stats on the open championship and, and whatnot, but putting won the tournament for him. Because it's not like he outdrove everybody and had closer approach shots to the green. That had nothing to do with it. It had everything to do with him getting on the green and just two putting like a fiend and never three putting. And yeah. then anytime he got close enough, he was just canning things. Yeah. So it's like putting was everything
0: everything (laughs) everything um so yeah like Sid played played great in the second round was kind of right he separated himself in that second round where it got a little bit windy that's one thing I like I wish that it would have that he would have that it would have gotten a little more windy so he would get wouldn't have been able to see a little bit more of of link style golf kind of come into effect Um I I felt like there was a pretty wide
1: variety of weather. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't too windy, but they had some sun, they had some clouds, they had some rain.
0: Yeah, a lot of rain. <laughs> a lot of rain uh-huh. on Sunday. Um but oh, like the I was round 2, it got I I mean, wind a little bit more windy, but he was 8 shots better than the course average with his 65. Yeah. And that's what opened up his 5-shot lead and he just played solid solid golf from that point on. Yeah.
1: So I was wrong. They do have stats. I pulled up some strokes gained. So for the week, um, strokes gained off the tee plus 3.25. So he was actually leading the field. Well, not leading, but he was 11th out of the field off the tee. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. You know, sniffing the top 10. Strokes gained approach 34th. Yeah. But still positive on the field. Strokes gain around the green, 36, but positive 1.4. Strokes gain putting, 11.57. So
0: Number one, right?
1: Had to have been. (laughs) Number one in strokes gain putting. The dude absolutely rolled the rock, and there was no doubt about it.
0: Yeah. It was, I mean, it was great, and then I, you know, but the, because the British fans were bitter, man. European <laughs> fans were bitter. Like, they were, like, to the point where you can, and I'm okay with you rooting for someone, right, and being very boisterous, rooting for that. But when you start rooting and actively heckling against players, mm, yeah. girl, get over, get over your bitterness.
1: <laughs> yeah that was that was bad um it, like it's uh, some of the comments to pull out like and this was a motivating factor for him yeah and that's why I, I can quote it because it was actually on record but <laughs> some guy after he made a few bogeys in the final round it's like you don't have the it, stones.
0: it was in the it was in the third round after he made a second
1: all right yeah third round so you don't have the stones to pull this off and that's just like that's
0: like, like directly to him yeah <laughs> And You're like okay, and he he showed He came. He birdied the next hole, and then you know played like another two under. So from the time that he said he didn't have the stones, um, I believe he shot. He was three under from <laughs> yeah, or four under for was he four under from that point? Let's pull this up.
1: What hole? Oh yeah,
0: so it was after three under. hole number four. Yeah, so he was from, he was four under from that point. Yeah. Um so he showed his stones. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Yeah. They, they were
0: big. <laughs> they were big.
1: Very big stones. Big, big stones. Uh, so yeah. You can't take away anything from this victory. It's not like it was handed to him. Nobody lost it, and he just came from behind. Yeah. He just dominated the whole time. And good for him, man.
0: Yeah. We've got to here that he was the first player to lead the open by five plus shots after rounds two, three, and four since 1934.
1: Did uh-huh. they say
0: who that was? Who was that player? Who was that player in
1: 34?
0: Oh, I don't know. Let me look it up. Past champions. They've got to have past champions, right? Somewhere.
1: 1934 Open Champion.
0: 1934,
1: and that was a playoff. Oh, first round, second and third round. Olin Dutra. Oh, that doesn't sound right.
0: <laughs>
1: What's going on here? Um, to lead by five shots. No, see, I. I I don't know if that – I pulled the stat, but I don't know if it's legit. So I'm looking at – oh, that's U.S. Open. Oh, probably have to search for Open. show them.
0: Let's see. I'm just seeing who the – the 34 champion was Harry Cotton.
1: Harry Cotton. And – um, Royal St. George's. Yeah, he ripped it up. Oh, wow. He, He straight won that tournament by five strokes in the end, but by round three, he was leading by 10. But he ended up shooting 79
0: in the final round.
1: On the final round to still win by five.
0: He was just cruising. He was like literally taking a walk around the park at that point.
1: Well, he did what Brian did. He, He ripped it up on days one and two, shot 67, 65. Yeah. Leveled out with even par or 72 and then 79 so nope stat works first player since 1934 to lead by five strokes on second third and fourth
0: rounds there we go and through this whole debacle but like there was players right and Rory did what Rory does lately right he came out and he came out hot right came out hot and then just not in the opening round because he shot even par in the first round. He shot progressively better. He shot even one under, two under, then three under. So he got progressively uh, better. Not bad. But in the second round, I think he was three under through his front nine and then shot two o- or one over coming in. And then he was three under through five in round four. And then. Mm-hmm just kind of did what Rory does and just shot one, under, one over from from that yeah, point.
1: he played really well on the front nine throughout yeah. the entire week. It was the back nine that troubled him. Yeah. Um, it I was think. only on day one that he actually shot under par on the back nine. Um, but day two, one over on the back nine. Day three, one over on the back nine. Day four, even. Yeah, definitely didn't make any ground.
0: Didn't make up any ground, but I think it's where some of these guys are different, right? He hit driver a lot, and you could in the that's this course and these setups definitely play into Brian Harmon's hand because he's not the longest of hitters, right? He's not necessarily he's not the shortest hitter, but he hits it in the fairways. But Roy seemed to hit driver a lot. Right. Yeah. And he didn't plot and plot it around the the course like you need to. He was like, Oh, I've just got to be super aggressive. I've got to make birdies all over the place. And it's like, no, you just gotta, you know, plot plot yourself around and just work your way around these courses and give yourself opportunities and maybe that's where it is is he just doesn't trust his opportunities because he doesn't putt extraordinarily I, well. I don't know if he – because it seemed like Rory in the last two rounds, right, he he made a couple of putts. But I'm like, does he just read greens not great? Because it looked like he hit a lot of putts where he wanted.
1: Yeah. And I, they didn't go I in. No, I – I mean, it's hard to expect to to make some of these long putts they do. But what was so interesting, and and I often ask the question, why couldn't, why doesn't Rory play golf like Tiger, because he has ridiculous length. Yeah. And why didn't he grab like a three iron that he could just blast two eighty off the tee? On well, he every he did put
0: a two time. iron in. He did put a two yeah. iron in for this exact thing, but.
1: I don't think he played it that much.
0: He didn't. I mean, he hit it some, but I don't think he hit it. But even it's if like, it's it's not necessarily hitting it, hitting the two iron, it's just hitting it in the spots that you know you're going to have the shot into the green, right? That's, that's clean. And then you hit your shot there that's clean. Yeah. I don't know.
1: It, is, it, it was interesting because... And as I compare Tiger and Rory, when you when you saw Tiger play and win these these tournaments, he basically played the golf course in a way that he never made a bogey on par threes and par fours, and he and he pretty much always put himself in a position to make an eagle or a birdie on the par fives.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was that was like textbook. It's like oh, there's four par fives. I'll get four birdies, and I'll shoot four under, and kind of how he plotted his way around the course back in 2006. And you would think Rory, with his length, you know, he can hit a seven iron over 200 yards. Why not just put himself in positions where he could have these irons in, hit center of the green, get his pars on all the par three, par fours, and then get his birdies on the par fives. Yeah, and, um I think he played a little, well, he pulled out driver a lot. Tiger did that without pulling out a driver. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. And that, and that's, but that's where they differ, right? I think there's just different philosophies, and there's the strokes gained is is kind of change that a little bit. Obviously, the closer you are, but there's courses like this where you just can't hit it in some spots, right? You can't hit it into places where you're not giving yourself clean lies because yeah. a lot of those times you can get it out of that, the fescue and, in the native grass there, there was a few spots, but you're not getting a clean lie. Right. So you're not able to control the ball. Like you need to, from, from the fairways, which is something that Brian Harmon did, did fairly well. Right. He was able to get in on the clean line and, so then he's able to control the second sh- shot more. And then, obviously, then you give yourself, you know, some some looks. And, I mean, he makes a great R. I can't remember what it was where – I think it was number three where he pulled the second shot and they got into the deep stuff and he hits a great chip shot out of that and then rolls in another, like, 10-footer. Right, but there was very few shots that he hit to those spots. Right, everything seemed to be pretty clean, so he was able to do some work with his his wedges and get it in spots that he could take advantage of what he was doing really well all yep. week, which was putting. <laughs> yep, and it was funny because he didn't want to jinx anything. He didn't say what he found with his putter that he said because he's been putting with this butter and we'll go into, you know, his butter, which is one of the ugliest putters that I've ever seen. Um. But he said he figured something out with his putting, but he never talked about what it was the entire tournament. Like somebody asked him, like one of the post strand interviews, they asked him about, he's like, no, I can talk about it. He's like, I figured something out. I was like, what was that? He's like, uh, I'd rather not say. right because he just didn't want to start thinking about it he's like oh i'm just gonna keep doing what i'm doing uh but no it was good like said and they say it was a dud but there's just and it's it's funny that because brian Harmon is the guy that wins by six if this was rory winning by six if this was john ron winning winning by six it would it was like it was like yes it would be like what a dominating performance instead it was like oh nobody stepped up and i'm like no he played great golf
1: he just outplayed everybody everybody i i hate that twist on the media i know they would say that if it was rory or rom and they won by by six the the most dominating open performance in the last 50 years
0: yeah it was such a great open instead golf digest or I I don't want to call out golf digest because I'm not exactly sure but it was basically I think the thing was Harmon was due to play well major championship was due for a dud (laughs) And I'm like, like what? I'm like, like if this, I... like that, that thing would have been if Rory wins by six, Rory wins, f- finally, you know, wins a major after 10 years in a dominating performance in a great open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just stupid. It's like, no, he he's played great. And in one of my pools, like I said, I picked Brian Harmon strictly for the fact that he's always around, right? He's always around. Seems like he makes – I don't know what his stats are, but he's made a lot of cuts in majors. And then it's top 15, top 20, right? Never kind of quite puts everything together. This time he put it all together. And I don't think that creates – A dud, right? He took away some of the drama that could have been there, but it's because he played really, really good. It wasn't because it was a dud.
1: (laughs) He played played really well, really good performance. Who would you say was a surprise performance in the open this year? There's
0: two. Um, There's two that really stuck out just because they played, they shot exceptionally bad rounds. (laughs) and that was Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas. Both, both had rounds. Du- Dustin Johnson, 81 in round two, and Justin Thomas, an 82 in round one with a nice little quad on 18. So those are some surprise. Another surprise really is, and he played really, really consistent, was... Uh, Sharma from India, Yeah. like he in his final round he shoots one under in his final round to end up at five under. No bogeys, one birdie, and had a lot of, yeah. a lot of opportunities. Yeah, and, and another guy that played really well and just like missed some shorties was Sep Straka. Like he missed some short pots. I don't know yeah. what his stroke gain was on round four. <laughs> putting but he had a lot of looks inside seven feet probably four that i can recall Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that he didn't make and a couple of them like he had putts and you're just like that was not a good stroke (laughs) yeah but and he ends up he's one of the guys that's that was six back right so if he makes two of those Especially earlier in the round, he, he gets to 8, 9 under when Harmon's at 11. That brings a little bit. I don't know whether it would have affected because Harmon just plotted and did the same thing, went through his routine, whether they put the waggle counter on him or not. Right. That was the dumbest thing. That was the dumbest Because the thing about it is is that they're like, he's taking so much time, but I'm like, yeah, but once he gets to the point – If he takes 20 seconds to hit a shot, yeah, it's not something that I would do. I would freeze up, but I don't think he's an exceptionally slow player, right? He plays within the time, right? It's not like he's sitting there.
1: That was exactly my take on it. Like, he had his 45 seconds to hit a shot. He decided to take 30 of them and waggle. Yeah. and that's that's fine. That's up yeah. to him. I but he's within his time frame, so I don't think he was a slow player by any means. But what made me impressed though was that he won the freaking open with set, set up demons. Like the only reason you waggle for thirty seconds because oh I'm not comfortable. Oh I'm not right. I'm not comfortable. I'm not right. comfortable yeah. To do it for thirty seconds over a ball, and then to actually hit it where you want, and then yeah. the the open. To me, I was like, holy freaking cow. That's and impressive. It,
0: and it wasn't like, right? Because sometimes he'd waggle it like four or five times. Other times he's, it was like 10, 11 times. Yeah. Right? So it's like he's just getting in there, but I think he still played within the time frame.
1: Oh, yeah. Of it. I, I'd i say so. But, yeah, the, to me, like, that was very Sergio esque for that time he just couldn't find a way to put his hands on the club and feel comfortable it's
0: uh-huh. the one who really comes to mind but it actually his game went to crap for a while is kevin Knott, where he like literally had anxiety and could not pull the trigger that was tough to watch um any like i don't like i'm looking you- at it and i don't see anything like Anybody super surprising?
1: Well, I I will add this. The two people that kind of stuck out to me was Jason Day. Like, whoa, how about this guy? And he he won one recently, and he's kind of been playing well. Mm -hmm. But um, he's certainly not in this conversation of one of the best players in the world, right? And then, secondly, uh, Heinrich Stenson. How about that guy?
0: Yeah, where did he... Oh yeah, you ended up T13. Yeah. Finishing
1: yeah. under par at -3 T13 for for that guy like that's awesome. To yeah. me just and it came kind of out of,
0: so solid. Solid. Um and this is something that I mean there usually there's a couple more amateurs that make it but Crystal Lamprick who was leading after um, day one, and then, but he's a guy that I think had everything fall into place, right? I don't can't remember what year hes, but he's playing at Georgia Tech um, but he just wouldn't put away the driver in round two and got him in some serious trouble. I think he shot eight over in mm-hmm. round two to make the cut on <laughs> on the number um, but he made the cut has a story to tell. He was leading after round one, um, tied. But, yeah, but, like I said, no, like, super surprises. But, obviously, Harmon was a little bit of a surprise. But he's, like I said, he's makes a lot of cuts in majors, finishes well in a lot of majors. So, it just all came together for him oh, wow. on that for sure. Now the important so, stuff.
1: Yeah, something else came together. Uh,
0: yeah, your picks came together. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I'll review it here. Um, yeah, you,
0: you talk about it. I'm going to pout for a little bit. I'll just go silent. <laughs> so Jordan's
1: picks were Brooks Kepka, Cam Smith, Robert McIntyre, and Denny McCarthy. Some bold picks in the end.
0: Old picks um, in the end,
1: but your is... best finisher was tied for 33rd at plus one, which was Cam Smith.
0: I had no players under par,
1: no players under par, and one of them missed the cut.
0: Yeah, I laid a big fat turd <laughs> with my picks.
1: <laughs> and uh, all of my players, uh, Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, Terrell Hatton, and Ricky Fowler finished an even or Poor under man.
0: par. Scotty came back with a good final round to get you at that point
1: yeah no that was definitely so, nice
0: so we will be documenting me delivering a soda <laughs> or buying a soda for
1: I'm, I'm thirsty i mean yeah man, <laughs> after that finish i was like well, my mouth is
0: dry cool. and you. i was watching that and was, i was almost watching that more than i was watching like my my pools that i would actually win money i'm like ah oh. <laughs> as soon I as McCarthy as soon I, as I McCarthy I... missed the cut, I'm like, I am so much trouble.
1: <laughs> You're like, I know I have a ton, I got 50 bucks in other games, but I'm gonna lose a dollar eight 5 to Western <laughs> crap. Uh, uh,
0: no, but it like I said, my top two picks, I thought I was gonna be solid on those. I knew it was gonna come down to the the dark horse and, and the Cinderella, and I went on pretty big flyers with with both of those. But McCarthy is a good putter, usually keeps it straight. McIntyre's come up, was coming off a really good finish, so I thought he would step up a little bit more. But nope, that would be a big no.
1: Like so, I said, gold picks, and I've seen you make gold picks before and have a lot of success, so it wasn't like out of the ordinary,
0: yes. Um, <laughs>
1: but uh, um, yeah, just wasn't your week, no. <laughs> Well, um, uh, it was actually Batia's week.
0: Yes, he gets his first PGA Tour win, so now his his journey, his unorthodox journey, right, with where he was. Yeah. To just forego, like, didn't even I don't even know that he went to Q school. I think he just decided to do Monday qualifiers and do it that way. Yeah. Um But paid off in the Barracuda, where it's. It was the Stableford system sets up really well for him. And he went ballistic in round three, I believe, where I think he shot 62, had seven, he had one bogey, seven birdies, and an eagle. Yeah. So played really well and ends up birdie in the final hole uh, and then waited. and, And Patrick Rogers could not. Birdie and they obviously went into a playoff, but I don't see how that (laughs) playoff because they ended up tied and Patrick Rogers parred the final hole. Batia birdied the final hole to get him into that, but it doesn't show um, how they got to that point. Yeah. The funny thing is, is I don't know. Yeah. Good stuff. He wins. Let's see. I'll watch it now here. Cause it'll it'll show up, but he outlasted lasted Patrick Rogers in the playoff to win. He's 21 years old. And gets his first PGA tour win. Now he's set for two more years, can set his schedule a little bit more. Um but good stuff. He's oh guess guess what putter he's using. Guess what putter he's Jail using? Bird? He I'm just watching the what did he use? I'm pretty sure it's the jailbird. It no, it's not. It's very jailbird-esque jailbird, because it's the um and he even like two putted to win. But it's it's the the black and white, so it's the same pattern, but it's not a closed back. It's mm. it's more like the the seven type feel, but it's it's the longer putter. Where he's got the extended grip. So pretty cool to see. But like I said, he's a very he gets a streaky. He's a streaky player and can get really really hot. Shoot really good scores, and that's what he did, yeah. In this, to get the win, so congrats to him. Now, let's go into equipment because that's what we like talking about, anyway. Yeah, yeah it's like we like talking about everything, but equipment is definitely, yeah, we get it's, excited about it.
1: A good one. I, I mean, we're gonna do a quick ball, um, stat. This, was, I thought this was pretty cool from Titleist, they want the 2022 masters they won the 2022 US Open the 2022 Open Championship the 2023 US Open and now the 2023 Open Championship so had a pretty solid record in the majors over the last two years Um, but you know that that plays a big part in this conversation with Brian Harmon because he was with a different equipment manufacturer last year before the open championship, and he wanted something that flighted the ball better. It's kind of a big story, mm-hmm. so he went to the Pro V1 and he switched to the titleist 620 CBs. He got tied for fourth last year and played pretty solid this entire year, and then winning the uh the British Open this year, obviously. So that played a huge part. And, and i think it's funny there's a lot of misnomers that occur when somebody says oh i play cbs people are like oh you, you play cbs because you want forgiveness um these are about the most blady cbs you will ever see they are uh, a small club <laughs> they are small they're just as big as the the 620 mbs only thing they have is a little bit of weight removed from the upper half and dropped into the bottom half and so these things and here's the real difference i did a test between true blades and a true cb very much like the 620 mb and the 620 cb on a seven iron and i hit them pure when you hit both of those irons pure guess what they go the same distance but if you tow them on a 10-shot average from the toe, the CB went 1.5 yards farther. That was it. But they both lost like 7 to, to 9 yards on the mm-hmm. shot. So you you tow a 7-iron and a CB, if you hit it 170, it's going to go 162. And if you hit a blade on the toe that you normally hit 170, it's going to go 160.5 that's the difference between the CB and the MB. And what I'm getting at here is literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're like a half step. No, it's, it's it's one and a half steps farther. Now that could be the, the difference between you dropping it in a bunker, clearing an edge, maybe landing on the green. One and a half step can mean something at one point, but you know what I mean? Like if you really wanted to take advantage of the kind of irons you play, you, you wouldn't be playing that bladey CB that he played you'd be probably playing like maybe a T200 uh since he's playing Titleist or or maybe a P790 from TaylorMade you know there's a lot of other CBs out there that have a lot more generous mishits than the Titleist 620s yeah and and the reality is is he wanted a ball or an iron he could flight and here he is finding the flight that he wanted out of CBs So pretty, pretty cool. And I know I started off with irons, but the cool thing about this is this is the second time this set of irons or this model of irons won a major this year, which is kind of crazy. Very rarely do you see the same iron win majors, unless it's like the same guy winning two majors. Right. And so, it's it's pretty crazy to see the 620s. Personally, I think it's one of the most overshadowed irons in the Titleist lineup, and here it is, like, shining in 2023. Pretty crazy.
0: That is, yeah, back-to-backs, right? Because that's what
1: the win And the Open Championship. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, starting at the top of the bag, you got the Titleist TSI too, so last year's Titleist driver, and he has the graphite design tour AD IZ 5S. What kind of profile are we
0: getting out of that? Um, it's kind of right in between, so you've got the tour AD, you got the DI, which is kind of the higher, higher launching, so it's a kind of a mid, yeah, kind of a mid, and then like mid low with the spin mid mid launch mid low with the spin so it's you got the xc which is probably right xc and the bb which are at Mm. the lower end and then you've got the di and then there's another one up there that's kind of there but it's kind of falls it's kind of falls in the middle yeah for sure
1: yeah and so need to see that combo um he's playing the pro v1 which is a little bit lower spinning lower flight golf ball and he's yeah. getting a little bit higher launch out of the tsi2 and then a mid launch shaft
0: yeah and the interesting thing this is the first player that we have seen used a used a 50 gram shaft and Ooh. it's and it's not a 50 gram x it's a 50 gram s flex yeah like when you look down his where he's at, right? He's he's in stiff flex all the way through, mm-hmm. right? He's in the S three hundreds in his irons with the tour issue. Yep. He's in the hazardous smoke black, which is yep. actually a little bit lower. But he threw that in his his U five hundred, in his three and his four because he wanted a lower. Lower flight, lower, lower launching, lower spinning, to hit those shots off the tee that he could just drive through, and then and it would run out. Totally. Um, but my guess is it's a S flex. So, yeah. So he, yeah, he definitely designed him a set, and say he wins in two weeks or whenever next he's, whenever he plays next my guess is he will not have the U-500 three through five iron in there, right? It'll, he may have the five iron in there, but my guess is he won't have the U-500 three iron in there. And if he yeah. does, he probably won't have that same shaft in, in it. Oh, no, very true. Cause he would need a little bit higher flight. Yeah. And everything for the, for everywhere else they play, play here. Um, But, yeah, it's a very interesting that he still plays the TSI instead of the TSR because um, I have heard a lot of players in the testing who've done the TSR has been a little bit better than the TSI. So my guess is he needs to get it. He does play lower lofts, but my guess is they spin a little bit more. And the uh-huh. TSI, too, was a better three-wood than the TS. I three in my opinion yeah Yeah. well i i would agree with that so sure um let's go into his wedges he plays the sm9s yep and he goes in there the true tempered Tory shoe s400s which that's pretty standard (laughs) but he goes the the 50 degree but low bounce f Lower yeah. bounce F grind, and then he goes into the M grind, which is also a lower bounce. Which you see, some of the guys, most players either play an F or an S mm-hmm. in their sandwich there. And then he goes to 60, 04, low bounce, L grind. L grind. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those that that's a
1: perfect setup for the British Open. And most people have around 10 to 12 degrees of bounce on their sandwich, mm-hmm. so for him to be. Anywhere from two to four degrees less, and the M grind is a much more versatile sand wedge grind, which I think just got released on a special release. Usually, the M is not available on a 54, um, but he is rocking that. And then the 604 l it's been a while since this wedge has won a tournament. Um, most people have opted for the T, the A grind was really popular, yep, yeah. uh, this week. But the L grind also a very fantastic low bounce option. And um, yeah, it's cool to see it back in the winter circle. I played the
0: L for a while and it's a great wedge. I'm just actually looking it up on their their website. I wonder does it have so it's, oh it is a it is a, a stock option. <laughs> Sometimes like is, when you look in it, it is it has it actually oh. in in their watch selector because it doesn't have well even on this one it doesn't have the t grind in there which is now a retail the... option but it doesn't have the a grind in there <laughs> no it doesn't have the low low bounce k as an option so it's just a standard option
1: yeah well, there you go
0: so. And it is low bounce firm turf Mm -hmm. option. So and he used it very, very well, I will say. So yeah, Yeah. this is the first and this is is this the first L grind we've had in the winner's bag that we've I don't think we've had an L grind. If it was, it was a long time ago. (laughs) It's been a while. I'm not gonna look through all of our what's in the bags. Um, but it may be the it's the only one I can recall
1: yeah it's been a long time but I think the story of the week for equipment was
0: his putter oh it's putter like I said mentioned it before it may be the ugliest putter I've ever seen it it rivals some of the ones that as far as size goes to the the directed force putters that Adam Scott was using there for a little bit, but it is a very large putter. Yes. And it's long.
1: I I heard a very interesting take on this putter. If you do get a chance to look at Brian Howard's putter, it's, it's a beast. It's a very large putter and, and a, a putter maker had commented. It's very hard to make a large putter look good and and the way he put it was this thing is so large i'm surprised it looks this good (laughs) um so still compliments out there to somebody who designed this thing but it gets the job done i mean this guy's been rolling this putter it's always anytime he plays well it pops up in the news and this thing is just it's not hideous But it's certainly not sleek and clean and and friendly and something you want to, you know, be proud of playing. But he's uh, played it for a long time. He's played it for a long time. This just won me three million (laughs) bucks, so all you (laughs) actually screw it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and he actually made going back to his waggles, he was like somebody was saying something. He's like, Yeah, it was like two thousand dollars a waggle or something. (laughs) because uh, they obviously it was something that they they talked about, and, and I really wish they would take they would have buried Paul Azinger in the, the early no. coverage so you didn't have to deal with him at the end. Um, because no. as as I've stated many times on this podcast, he is not my favorite no. by any 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 stretch. Um, but yeah. It was a good week for Brian Harmon it was fun to watch I love like links golf is is fun to watch I mean oh yeah because you have to play it differently than you do any other any other golf right it makes you hit shots you can't just bomb the, the gouge is not in the in the in the cards. At, no, in links golf, which is, no. and and I will say this, nice little jab by Brian
1: Harmon as an American winning the Open Championship. Yeah, uh, I the way the crowd reacted to him yes. playing gave me the the sense that they didn't think an American could get it done because they don't know how to play links golf, yeah. proper golf as they would call it. This guy. This guy did. This American did it better than any other European.
0: <laughs> better than anyone. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: but yeah. Well, I think that's it. And Weston has an early tea time tomorrow. It has to leave early anyway. Yeah, to get to to a tea time because he gets to play some golf. Um. But yeah, I think that's it. Everybody. Thanks for listening as always and until next time we are out.